hey, hey, it is May, and that means that I am celebrating mom's big time over here at Mama Simpatico. Because Mother's Day is this month, I want to offer free mom life check-ins to both village members and non-village members. So if you could use a little live virtual support, connection, laughter, a place to shed a tear, or just to spend an hour with moms who get it, come hang out with me and fellow mamas. Head on over to mamasimpatico.com backslash momlifechecken, all one word, no hyphens, to sign up. I hope to see you there. Welcome to Mom School, where I help busy and stressed moms like you create a more joyful, balanced, and fulfilling mom life journey. My name is Lacey Newton, and as a mom of two and creator of Mama Simpatico, I understand the challenges of motherhood all too well. And through my own journey of discovery, I've learned the power of mindfulness in helping me move from surviving to thriving. I want to help you intentionally create a mom life that feels good and is aligned with who you are and who you are becoming. So join me on this journey to raise the tide of happiness and mom life for all of us mamas. Now, let's dive into today's episode. What do a scientist, a friend, a pilot, and a human have in common? Well, no, it's not the beginning of a cheesy joke. These are characters in a story that will help you navigate some of life's biggest challenges. In this episode, I'll be sharing this story and one useful takeaway that you can experiment with today as a first step in bringing mindfulness as a remedy for some of life's biggest emotional experiences as a mom. Things like anxiety, depression, burnout, loneliness, anger, self-doubt, and so much more. So this is the first in a series of four episodes where we will discuss how mindfulness can be a remedy for common challenges in mom life. Okay, so here's the story. It's called The Scientist and the Flight. A scientist suddenly wakes up confused and startled, realizing she is in an airport terminal waiting to board a plane Calm washes over her, and she remembers she is on her journey. Her eyes scan the waiting area, noticing two young lovebirds cuddling and gazing into each other's eyes. She feels warmth in her heart, remembering how her own experiences of young love felt. Next to them is an elderly man with a well-worn white t-shirt that says, World's Best Grandpa. Across the walkway, she sees a woman in black, sitting perfectly still, staring off in the distance, without looking at anything in particular. One tear slowly rolls down her left cheek. The scientist is struck by how the woman doesn't wipe it away. A furious voice draws her attention. A red-faced woman with darting arms is arguing with whoever is on the other end of her phone. She only quiets to listen to the announcement that it's time to board the plane and rushes to the boarding line. The scientist quickly takes a photo of the scene on her phone before gathering up her belongings. Among the last to board the plane, the scientist makes her way to her assigned seat. As she walks past the full plane of passengers, she sees an empty middle seat up ahead on the left. In the seat by the window is the sad woman. The aisle seat is taken by the angry one. As she manages her way into her seat, she considers the hours ahead of her, seated in the middle of these two women. She decides the best she can do is offer her smile, her ear, 
her understanding. Maybe it's the close proximity and the eminent end to their time together, but the women open up to her. Sitting with them, as the hours pass, she develops a deep understanding for their struggles. They share, cry, laugh, and offer each other kindness like old friends. The plane eventually touches down on the runway and taxis to a stop. The pilot makes their final announcement. All right, folks, with your patience and a series of skillful maneuvers up here in the cockpit, we have safely landed where you intended to arrive. The women look at each other and wish each other well. As she nears the plane's door, the scientist hears the flight attendant saying goodbye to each and every passenger. I hope you choose to fly with us again the next time you need to change it up. May you live your biggest life. She feels his sincerity as he says it to her as she too approaches the door, and she thanks him. The scientist takes her first few steps off the plane and notices the thought, I wonder what is going to happen next. Okay, today we are focusing on the beginning of the story, the part where the scientist wakes up and observes her surroundings. But before we get into that, I want to share a little more about utilizing mindfulness as a remedy. There is a term called spiritual bypassing, which describes using spirituality to avoid negative, painful emotions, and I want to share this with you as a contrast to the concept of remedy as I am using it this month. Spiritual bypassing is easier to understand with examples, so here are a few. One is skirting past your sadness when you don't get the job you really wanted by saying something like, it's probably a blessing in disguise. Or when your friend says, but you're so lucky, focus on the positive when you tell her that you're struggling as a stay-at-home mom. When you feel defeated by systemic injustice and think that you can solve your struggle by working on yourself and not the system. And one final example of spiritual bypassing can be related to something I say often within our discussions around mindfulness. Things are basically okay. If we say things are basically okay because we have enough to eat and we have a home and are generally safe, but we use that to ignore our financial debt or the doctor's appointment we need to schedule for that stomach pain or the personal boundary our coworker crossed, we would be engaging in spiritual bypassing. This idea was brought up as a question in the village this past week during the live practice. The question was essentially, how do I go to work and see systemic problems that I don't know how to change? And when I notice them, I want to find a new job. However, there are perks to my work and things are basically okay. I'm conflicted with how to reconcile my need to work in a job that aligns with my values and the fact that I'm also basically okay. I want to make sure to clarify that you can be basically okay in a given moment while also taking action to change something that is not working and move toward what you do want in life. Resting into the idea that things are basically okay can help us ground into the present moment. Stop ruminating, stop living in the past or worrying about the future, and appreciate what is going well. However, it would be accurate to also say something like this, things are basically okay, and they could also be better. This allows us to rest and relax into a moment and find the joys in life and value when it crosses our path, while also knowing you do have agency to improve your situation. 
Examples of this would be leaning into the joyful perks of a job while also setting aside time in your planner to take the next steps required to find a new one. It's the ability to know that you and your family are safe and healthy while also chipping away at your mountain of financial debt. It's enjoying reading to your kids while also knowing there is a to-do list as long as a novel. Basically, it's not letting the current moment be overshadowed by the problem while also holding both as important. However, it would be spiritual bypassing not to accept that some moments, moments when you are basically okay, are also filled with emotion, intense emotion sometimes, anger, sadness, fear, numbness, tiredness, excitement, joy, pride, love. Emotions motivate us. They can be a way of internal communication, helping us navigate life. In general, comfortable emotions draw us toward parts of our life, and uncomfortable emotions push us away. Strong emotions and feelings can be an internal compass and are an important part of life to pay attention to. One fairly clear example, although most of us mamas can't always follow this feeling's calling, is the feeling of tiredness. What is tiredness calling us to do? Yeah, sleep. Not all feelings and emotions are as clear-cut, but we can use that to illustrate the motivational wisdom of emotions and feelings. So in the next four weeks, we are going to learn how to be with those intense, uncomfortable emotions in a way that helps point us toward the appropriate remedies. Not to fix the emotion like it's a problem within ourselves, but to make adjustments in our inner and outer worlds to make them both places that we want to spend our time, and we will use mindfulness to get us there. In short, the problem we are remedying is not the emotion. The emotion will point out the need to shift something, or many things, in our inner and or outer worlds. Applying mindfulness as a remedy gets us unstuck from our old habitual reactions and the ones triggered by our sympathetic nervous system, or our stress response that we discussed last month. It helps us take the next step forward. Okay, so back to the story of the scientist in the flight. Today, let's take a closer look at the beginning of the story. In the following episodes, we'll look at the remainder of the story, one chunk at a time. I'm going to go back to it and share the beginning again. A scientist suddenly wakes up confused and startled, realizing that she is in an airport terminal waiting to board a plane. Calm washes over her as she remembers she is on her journey. Her eyes scan the waiting area. Noticing two young lovebirds cuddling and gazing into each other's eyes, she feels warmth in her heart, remembering how her experiences of young love felt. Next to them is an elderly man with a well-worn white t-shirt that says, World's Best Grandpa. Across the walkway, she sees a woman in black, sitting perfectly still, staring off in the distance without looking at anything in particular. One tear slowly rolls down her left cheek. The scientist is struck by how the woman doesn't wipe it away. A furious voice draws her attention. A red-faced woman with darting arms is arguing with whoever is on the other end of her phone. She only quiets to listen to the announcement that it's time to board the plane and rushes to the boarding line. The scientist quickly takes a photo of the scene on her phone before gathering up her belongings. 
All right, let's break this down a bit and draw some useful parallels to how you can approach big emotional challenges. So maybe you saw this coming, but the scientist represents you. She's you, she's me, she's any of us on this journey of mom life. The story begins with the scientist waking up suddenly and startled. This represents the mindful moment when you notice that something feels off. Something is going on that doesn't feel right to you. If you're just joining us for the first time, a mindful moment is the space that exists right after something happens and right before you respond to it. Next, the scientist gets her bearings. She remembers where she is and finds calm in noticing her safety and remembering she is on her journey. Here is where you check in with your immediate environment. Are you safe? Are you basically okay? And if so, resting into that knowing. And like any good journey, things are changing. So remembering where you are on your motherhood path will ground you into where you are. Grounding. And like any good journey, things are changing. So it's good to remember where you are on your motherhood path. Are you hoping to become a mom? A new mom? A mom with kids who are in the middle of kid life? Are you a mom with kids who are grown? Are you a mom who's experienced a great loss? Grounding into where you are in this moment in your journey to help yourself see clearly. It will help give you perspective on what is going on and what options you have. As a reminder, mindfulness, as defined by Shauna Shapiro, is the ability to see clearly and respond effectively. So after establishing her physical safety, the scientist observes her surroundings and notices different people seemingly in different emotional experiences. This represents you observing your emotions like a scientist too. To observe your emotions like a scientist, you notice what is there without adding judgments. Remember, emotions aren't good or bad. They are information. And the scientist seems to observe young romantic love, pride, sadness, and anger all in the same room. This can be a reminder that we can experience a multitude of emotions in any given moment, any given day, any given week. All emotions are valuable. The important part here is to observe all of your emotional experience, the full spectrum of your emotional reality, the comfortable and the uncomfortable. And we're all going to struggle with this in different ways. Some of us might tend towards wanting to suppress the uncomfortable emotions and only look at the comfortable ones. And here we use caution because it can lead to spiritual bypassing. It also will not help us solve a problem that needs to be solved and can leave us feeling lonely as part of our needs are being ignored. Some of us might tend towards suppressing the comfortable emotions and only look at the suffering. Here we use caution as well, because we will begin to feel further imbalanced, have a narrow view of the changes we might need to make, and we might inadvertently make a change that robs us of one of our greatest joys. So by only focusing on the uncomfortable emotions, we are also more likely to begin or reinforce a depression or an anxiety loop. An emotional loop, like an anxiety or depression, is a pattern of thinking and behaviors that sustains a certain emotional state. To help illustrate, I'll give an example of a physical loop. Let's say you want to improve your fitness. There are a series of thoughts and behaviors 
that can help you establish a new exercise routine, and you've probably heard of most of them. Getting clothes that you are comfortable exercising in, putting your gym clothes in your car the night before, reminding yourself of why you want this, having an accountability buddy, etc. Each of these increasing the likelihood of you doing the others, thus a loop. This is a helpful loop that would help maintain your desired fitness. On the other hand, there are also thoughts and behaviors that can become unhelpful loops for maintaining your fitness. Waking up late, self-criticism, stopping when you are slightly uncomfortable, not making concrete plans for exercise, picking an exercise that you don't enjoy, etc. Each one of these increases the likelihood of the other unhelpful thoughts and behaviors, thus making an unhelpful loop. So we are allowing the full spectrum of emotions here so that we can see clearly and respond effectively and not get caught in an unhelpful loop or let go of a joy in our life. Lastly, the scientist snaps a photo of the whole scene. She takes it all in so that she can look at all of it, the people, the environment, the comfortable and the uncomfortable emotions. With that photo, she's collected data on a moment in time. She can look at the photo and see the bigger picture. This photo represents that at any moment in your mom life journey, there are many elements at play in not only your inner world, but your outer world. All the observations of your inner and outer world can be bundled together to form a snapshot of your current situation. So there are two skills that we can pull out from the beginning of this story. The first one is to become aware to notice that something is off, to wake up, have that wakeful moment. The second is to observe your inner and outer world objectively, like a scientist. Okay, so to reflect back on the conversation today, you heard the story of the scientist and the flight. We discussed the concept of spiritual bypassing and the idea that sometimes things are basically okay, and they could also be better. For our purposes, Remedy is not meant as a way to fix an uncomfortable emotion like it's a problem within ourselves, but to make adjustments in our inner and outer worlds to make them both places that we want to spend our time, and we can use mindfulness to get us there. We also examine the beginning of the scientist and the flight story and drew parallels to beginning to approach a tricky emotional experience for ourselves. And lastly, we talked about the value of noticing the full spectrum of life's emotional experiences, the comfortable and the uncomfortable. As for the offerings today, here's your pearl, your practice in real life. I'd like to invite you to take a snapshot of your current reality, both your inner world and your outer world. And there are three main places to take note of in your inner world, your thoughts, your emotions, and your physical body experience. So for thoughts, you might notice you're worrying, ruminating, inventing stories about why your brother did that thing, self-criticizing, or things like that. For your emotions, you might observe the comfortable and the uncomfortable emotions. And for taking a snapshot of your physical body experience, look for comforts and discomforts, aches, pains, tensions, and also relaxations. For your outer world, you can look at your safety, the environment you spend your time in, how you spend your time, the people you interact with most, the phase of your mom life journey that you're in, or any phase of any journey like your career or caring for 
an unwell loved one or working toward a goal. So just getting a snapshot of what is going on, not adding a judgment, just knowing in this moment, it's like this. You could even write it down objectively like a scientist gathers data. And if you're in the village, there is a PDF called Snapshot that you can use to collect your own data at any given moment and take a snapshot. If you experience a lot of discomfort when collecting this data for your snapshot, you can lean on self-compassion. And if you're new to self-compassion, self-compassion is treating yourself with kindness and understanding like you would a friend. Maybe your friend looked at their snapshot and didn't like what they saw. What would you say? If you would like in-depth instruction on applying self-compassion, you can check out the link below. We will also talk more about it as we go through this month. The meditation offering is called This Moment, and it will guide you through developing an increased awareness of your current inner and outer worlds. The printables that are available in the village are the snapshot and emotion spectrum, which is a fun way to get in touch with the comfortable and the uncomfortable emotions. And a talkable. A talkable is something that is easy to spark discussion within a family. So the talkable offered today is a simplified emotional spectrum, and it can be used to spark discussion with your family on comfortable and uncomfortable emotions. And I like to leave mine on the dinner table, and it's a nice way to start conversation and build emotional awareness and connection. You'll also have some show notes if you're a part of the village. So in closing, now you know what a scientist, a friend, a pilot, and a human have in common. They're all part of the story, the scientist and the flight, and they will help you navigate the inevitable tricky emotional experiences in mom life. And if you can think of a creative punchline that would turn that into a cheesy joke, please send it my way. Okay, next week you'll learn about the friend, and we will talk about what to do next after you've taken your snapshot. I hope to see you in the village this week. Thank you for practicing mindfulness with me. May this information be a benefit to you, your loved ones, and all moms all over the world. Remember, you are in good company.